Hello and welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I am your host, Coach Debbie, and I'm delighted that you have reserved this hour to spend with me and to focus on your questions about writing. In fact, today, that is what our whole show is about. What are your questions, as I have already collected several of my own from aspiring writers? Many of you know that I was a longtime college professor here in the Seattle area, and then I started my own business, not because I didn't love the college, but because what I really, really have a passion for are books. And I wanted to help people write their books. That's what I do here at CoachDebbie.com. You can check out my website. CoachDebbie.com is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. And that's where I take people on 90-day and sometimes a half-year journey into writing that first and very important draft of their book. And then I help them move along to the next phase where they will meet up with their agents or editors or self-publishers. Really just depends on the direction a person wants to go. But I'll tell you, out of these programs, boy, a lot of great questions are developed. And sometimes That's what helps me come up with topics for these shows. But today I was thinking, you know what? I'm going to put all these questions together and work one show out of this. So we've got a lot of topics going on, but definitely they are all from aspiring authors who just wanted a little time to Work out some questions, and if you do too, I welcome you to send me an email anytime you like, and my email address is askcoachdebbie, and again, Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. I try to attend to every single question, and I either write back to you Or I answer it on the air and I send you a link to the show so you can listen to my response. So today I have several questions. Some are about putting together articles for publications. Some are about writing copy for your own brand and others as well. But before we go on, I just want to let you know that here we are right in the middle of the year, and I think this is a wonderful time to offer my program, Authors 2020. And really, my whole reason for this is is right at this middle part, right at the middle part of the year, I want to make sure the second half of your year is the best half of your year. Because like many of us, this first half of the year had a lot of surprises. So how might it be right now to just really commit that this second half of the year is in fact going to be the best half of the year? 
That said, I want to invite you to think about joining me for my Authors 2020. This is a class you can take from anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. The only thing you need is a Facebook account and uh, the, the wherewithal to every week on your own schedule to download the latest lessons. I'll be having classes for first, second, and third time authors. I'll also be offering interviews with other authors and with publishers and editors. And I'll be debunking a lot of big myths about writing your book and getting yourself known as a freelance writer. This will be a 90-day course, and like I said, you will attend to it on your time. That's not to say that I won't be offering new material every week and you can interact, but there's, there's no one making you attend those Friday classes at noon when I will be live. You can always go back and watch them on your own time. It's a 90-day course, and to my radio listeners only, I will be offering it at $199. So all I need to know from you is if you're interested in that price, uh, because others will be paying a lot more, you can write to me, askcoachdebbie.com. And let me know you are interested in Authors 2020 and that you heard about it on the radio. And that will guarantee you get the $199 price for the entire class. I'm going to be starting up soon, but as I mentioned, you can do this completely on your own time. So if you have any personal questions or if you're just ready to go, write to me at askcoachdebbie, that's D-E-B-B-Y, at gmail.com. Askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. And my website, coachdebbie.com. All right. Oh, I also wanted to tell you I'm going to do a drawing. Yeah, I thought this would be really, really fun. I offer a coaching package to new authors and that is a $1,000 value. But for the first five people that sign up for Authors 2020, just only your five names will go into a hat and I will draw one person for that coaching program. Again, that is valued at $1,000. So, Get in on that. Sooner is better than later. So today I am focusing on your questions because many of you are aspiring writers. And what I find is that even those of you that write in and you tell me that you're not writing anything right now and you're not really sure if you're going to be writing in the future, but you like stories and therefore you're listening to the show. I, I just have to tell you how much it means to me that, that you connect with me. I love stories too. And there are plenty of times in my life when I'm not doing much writing either. 
especially there are plenty of times when I'm not doing freelance writing or writing for money. I'm only doing writing for my own mental health because <laughs> I need that too. Or I'm just doing writing for maybe a class or for content. And then there's been plenty of times when I've taken a week or two off and, and I've just been with the idea of who am I if I'm not writing. So I completely understand how attractive it is to love the stories we live by. I'm very attracted to it too, whether I'm writing or not. So your questions are welcomed as well. Anytime you have a question about those stories we are living by, whether it's family, whether it's how to run your business, whether it's about your, your core relationships, whether it's about relocating, anything at all. I'm a certified life coach and we can always find a category that it fits into and I would love to hear what is on your mind. So let me tell you, as I was thinking of today's topic, I was looking over the most recent questions that have come to my email, especially. Just need a little water there. And I did. I noticed that there wasn't really a common theme. So I just decided to pull all these questions together and bring them out into the light where we're just going to have a Q&A today. You have your questions. I have some answers. And hopefully this will serve you. I want to start with a question from... Annette, who is actually a, a good friend of mine, she is an image consultant, and we were talking about her copy. So when she is writing copy for her, her business, she often will come up with an idea and send me over a text or an email and ask, what do you think about this? But along with that, Sometimes there's questions in general about how to deliver great copy. But she asked me this question. When I create new material, I don't always know when to share it with my clients. Should I try it out for a while? Or if it's new and on my mind, is it actually ready to go? So I think this is a great question. The, the notion that sometimes we get really inspired by a new idea and we go straight to our notebook and we write it down and we start thinking about it and we can envision ourselves offering it to our clients, offering it to our students. Sometimes what I find is one of two things happens. One is that the client, the, sorry, the copy we are writing is so on point to something we've been thinking about for a long time that the copy is really, really concise. It takes thoughts and ideas we've had going on and it just makes it so, so pithy, so available, so clear 
and we can't wait to share it with our audience. In that case, I really say go for it. It's something that you've been thinking about. It's something that you are ready to offer. But on the other hand, there's this sort of thing where you get up in the morning and you have this great idea and you write it down and you read it over and you think, I want to share this. But because you're in a position where you're an influencer or you're a thought leader or you're a teacher or you're a designer, what you might want to do is put that copy just on your desk or tape it to the bathroom mirror or tape it to the screen of your computer or put it on your bulletin board. Just put it somewhere where you're going to see it all throughout the day. And let yourself get a feel for how do you feel looking at your own copy? How do you feel in your own wisdom with this new, sparkly, shiny idea? What do you feel yourself expanding into and sharing with your audience? And then let yourself write more. What I find is that the people in the first camp that have written something down and it just coalesces what's been on their mind, they're ready to go. As opposed to the person that got up that day, had a new idea, and they feel inspired by it, sometimes that person has a, a, let's say, a 30-minute window to speak into, and, and they find out they've actually got about a minute and a half of content. And that's because the idea is new. It's inspiring and it's in, it's in, it's exciting, but it's it's not necessarily yet part of your wisdom. It's something you need to incorporate a little bit more, and you will if you tape it to your computer screen and see it every day, or if you lay it on your desk and you wake up and it's the first thing you see. You'll start to have more ideas around it, and you might find yourself writing a a lesson around it, writing a blog around it, writing a letter around it, uh, incorporating it somehow into a speaking event. Whatever it is, you find a way to work with it, and then there's no pressure to stretch it out for that, that window of time. Let's say maybe... Uh, In Annette's case, when she said here, when I create new material, I don't always know when to share it with my client. I mean, maybe she had a one-hour client appointment coming up. Uh, It could be very uncomfortable if the material is brand new and she's sort of designed that hour around the new content. There's no loss in giving yourself just a little bit more time to get familiar with it 
and to find out what other words, what other examples, what other situations you'd like to bring to that new content, and then share it with your people. Sometimes in our mind, we have so much to say, and then we start to say it, and it only lasts for about 60 seconds or so. Ask any good speech uh, provider how that goes, and they will tell you there's always that speech that was on your mind, and then there's that speech that you offered your audience, and then there's that speech that you wish you had written. So that would be my, my advice to you, Annette, and that question just came in an hour ago. So <laughs> thank you so much for sending that. We Next, we're going to go to Danielle that has a very inspirational story about her weight loss journey and losing 106 pounds. This is a really great story. So I'm going to take my first break, but when I come back, an inspirational story about weight loss. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world. Their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. If you're just tuning in, my name is Debbie Handrich. I am Coach Debbie, and I am here every Thursday, 4 o'clock Pacific Time and 7 o'clock Eastern Time on Thursdays. We also offer a replay of the Thursday show, and you can listen to that during your morning commute or on the KKNW app. And that show runs at 9 a.m. on the East Coast 
And of course, that would be 6 a.m. on the Pacific Coast. So we are talking today about the questions that I get from aspiring writers. I don't really have a thematic formula I'm following today regarding the questions. I just brought them all together. And my hope is that this will be very, very helpful to you. I was really inspired by this question that was a response to one of my newsletters. And this comes from Danielle. She wrote in and said, I recently felt inspired to write about my long weight loss journey, even though I would not really call myself an author, at least not yet. I lost 106 pounds. I fit now into my wedding dress again. I should tell you I married at age 26 and I am now 41. So my journey took 15 years. And I suppose this is what generates my question to you. I don't really know what to include in my story and what to leave out. But I do know if I'm going to take the time to write, I want it to be a bestseller. All right. So, Danielle, I love that you lost 106 pounds and you are ready to share this with the world. And my guess is if you're feeling inspired to write, but you don't yet feel that you would call yourself an author, you're still leaning into this idea that you know you have a message. And I just want to share a secret with you. Um, Most of us that write quite a bit don't even consider ourselves authors. It really takes time. I, I think a lot of us start with the word writer. We just sort of put it on the way you might fit into a, a favorite dress. We we won't put it on unless we're feeling truly like a writer. We'll, we'll let it hang in the closet. And yet when we feel like an author, wow, we're, we're really going for the full-on beautiful costume. <laughs> um, so you're not alone by not being sure how to claim that title for yourself but i got to i got to tell you you're going directly in the right direction by saying i want to write about the journey that i went through losing this weight so here's here's some tips for you you said let's see you said you married at 26 and At 41, you found you could get back into your wedding dress. You're not sure what to include in your book and what to leave out. So my thinking is this is you're really focusing maybe on that 15-year journey. Or maybe you're even thinking that your story started long before you got married. Uh, Maybe there's parts that link back to high school days where you really feel your story begins. So what you want to do is kind of put on the hat of your reader and think about what what is going to benefit your reader. I say this because you said you want this to be a bestseller. And I want to remind you, best-selling books 
especially those rated by the New York Times, best-selling books are books that people read. They're not necessarily the books that someone sold at a really fast pace to the bookstores and they're waiting to see how it will do, but uh, a New York's Times bestseller has readers. So you want to be thinking like one of your readers. So you might ask yourself the question, what began your journey? Was it that you had a health problem? Was it that you were discontent merely with size? Was it that you found yourself not showing up to events anymore because you had some unrest inside about image? Figure out where your story really began for you. Your readers are going to want to know that. Ask yourself, what were some of the peak challenges of your journey? See if you can write down maybe five of them. What were some of the peak challenges? Was it, again, was it that your health was compromised? Was it that you didn't have any support? Was it that you didn't really know much about how to manage a weight loss journey? I mean, I'll tell you, I don't have any idea how to manage a weight loss journey. And I've actually sought out the advice many, many times. So think about that. But also think about where was that point in your life where this is really key. Where was that point in your life where you realized you were going to be a success? That somehow you had gotten over some stuck point and you knew you were going to be a success. If you were to just take your book and only think about that, that stuff your reader wants to know, it's going to help you figure out what doesn't belong and what does. At the very least, it's going to get you started on your journey. But one thing I want to recommend is that you don't ever feel like you have to include everything in your life that has meaning to you. Because your book, it, it would be 100,000 pages long if we got into everything that has meaning. Instead, really think about what are the questions your readers are sitting there wanting to know from you? And then get writing. And always, always drop another question. Write to me. Tell me how it's going. Or maybe even look up one of my coaching programs and see if it's a good fit for you. Just a little more water there. Thank you, Danielle, for your question today. Something I, I want to just sort of piggyback on, on what you said, Danielle, is that if you know the, the writer Flannery O'Connor, if you don't, I highly recommend reading some of her short stories. Uh, Flannery O'Connor wrote, oh gosh, uh, 80 years ago. And one of her, my favorite books from her was A Good Man is Hard to Find. So it, it sounds like it's about dating or something, but it's, it's, uh, it's actually about very real 
stories, very real experiences from Flannery's, uh, well, she they're fiction, so she is taking on personas in all of them, but really about hard times in the South. And a good man is hard to find. Is Wow, it's a story with a real twist to it. So is it going to help you write a weight loss story? No, I don't bring it up for that reason. Just, just the notion that um, sometimes it's good for us to have a, a book going on while we are writing. But here's a quote I love from Flannery O'Connor. She says, I write to discover what I know. And Danielle, you've you've been on a journey that you have a great knowing about. Any of us that are writing memoir, and a weight loss journey is definitely around our memoir, uh, as would be just about anything, uh, writing about our business, writing about our home life, writing about our love life, writing about our family life, any of that is our our memories, our memoir. We're bringing it to life and we're using some theme to catch our audience's attention. So again, her quote, I write to discover what I know, that makes me think that often we are writing to understand ourselves even better. We know it will serve our audience. We know people will get something great out of this. But we have already experienced something wonderful. And now we're discovering even deeper what does it mean to share what I know. So even though, Danielle, you say you're not an author, my guess is you're well on your way. So take Flannery O'Connor's advice and write to discover what you already know. I hope that serves you. I just want to use this minute again to plug my upcoming course, which for my listeners right here, I'm offering it for $1.99. This is my author's 2020 course, Make the second half of your year the best half of your year. I know I'm going to. Absolutely. I'm going to have interviews with authors, with publishers, with editors. You can do this class totally on your own time. It is for first-time writers especially. And I will be taking you through steps and processes and really debunking a lot of common myths out there. If you would like to join for my radio listenership price, it's $1.99. You can do the class totally on your own time. And to get started, you just need to write to me. Just write to askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. AskCoachDebbie at gmail.com and just let me know you are interested in the class and you heard about it on the radio and that'll lock in the price for you and I'll send you all the details. The first five people that sign up are also going to get to go in a drawing. 
And from that drawing, you could be selected and win a $1,000 coaching package with me. I would be delighted to offer you that. So, again, just write to me, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com, or go to my website, coachdebbie, that's D-E-B-B-Y, dot com. So let's move on here with these author questions. I want to uh, remind you that anytime you have a question for me, whether you're uh, a new student of mine, a past student of mine, never been a student of mine, these are not silly questions or dumb questions. And I'll tell you, most people start their emails by saying, I hope this isn't a dumb question. Boy, I'm really needing my water today. Thanks for being patient with me. I don't think your questions are dumb or silly. In fact, I, I get a lot of life and excitement from your questions. So please keep sending them. James says... I need help understanding how to write copy for my business. At one point in time, I had a copy editor and she just didn't understand me. Maybe I was supposed to hire someone from my own gender. Does it work that way? Honestly, I need to be improving my writing skills, so this might be my opportunity. Bottom line, Things have to improve in my business or it's just going to go away. What can you tell me about writing my own copy? I hope this isn't a dumb question. It might be something all your other people know, but I just don't get how to write about myself. No, it's not a dumb question at all. And James, just between you and me and everyone listening... The hardest thing I write about, honestly, the hardest thing is to write my own biography or to write my own pitch for a radio show or a TV show or to write my own pitch for a conference. I, truly, it, it's got to be the hardest writing assignment there is. You're, you're trying to link together all that you know you can offer and help it land on the ears of one that might be a brand new customer that's only known you for a few moments. How do you relate to them? I think it's an excellent question. And I'm going to tell you, James, the only thing that saves me is when I reflect on a story that I believe my readers will identify with. Over and over again, when I'm asked, will you send us your biographical information and then we will write back and offer you an interview? Or will you send us a few paragraphs about yourself? You know, whenever I get that request, my first step is I freeze. And once I finally thaw, <laughs> James, what, what I have to do is come back to what I'm best at. I'm best at understanding story. 
understanding the metaphors and the complexity of stories. And what I really, really enjoy is telling stories. So I want to encourage you, go into your business. If your business is money, tell us a story about finance. If your business is landscaping, tell us a story about realizing you have a green thumb. Uh, If your business is woodworking, tell us a story maybe about your first shop class. If your business is uh, love coaching, tell us a story about a date that just bombed and (laughs) get people laughing, get people really intrigued and available to see that you really are an expert in what you have to offer. Bring in story. That would be my best advice to anyone that is not happy with the copywriting or simply would like to bypass that and do your own. With that said, I would like to take our second break here. We've got a few more questions lined up. Uh, James, thank you. I hope that serves you. And stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. The nicotine in e-cigarettes is addictive and can harm brain development. That's why I worry about teens who try e-cigarettes. Many young people use pod-based e-cigarettes like Juul, which have high levels of nicotine. And because teens' brains are still developing, they can quickly become addicted. The tobacco industry uses fruit and candy flavors to attract young people, often turning them into lifelong users. For more, visit HealthyChildren.org. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world, their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Our veterans risked it all to protect our freedom. One of the best ways to say thank you is to volunteer to support them. At a time in history where kindness is a virtue, volunteering means a lot. For over 47 years, Help Heal Veterans, a not-for-profit organization, with the support of citizens like you, have delivered therapy kits to veterans who need them. To volunteer or learn more, visit HealVets.org. That's HealVets.org. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. Thank you for joining me on Thursdays here at 4 o'clock. It is just a delight to spend this hour with you. And it is also a delight to sit down in the mornings, go to my emails, and find out that you've written to me, that you have a question. I love bringing your questions to the radio show. And I'll tell you, so many people when they write in, will say, 
I loved what you told Kim because it helped me then do blah, 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 blah. It It's really neat how even though you're not getting the chance to meet people from the show, you're, you're getting the chance to inspire people to take action. So I might even start sharing those emails as well. But moving on, today we are really focusing on the questions that new aspiring writers have sent in. And I have no no real topic around that today. I'm just going through questions and I'm having a great time doing it. So thanks for being here with me. Let's go to Kayla. Uh, Really just such a, a quick thing here. She says... I just can't write every single day, no matter how hard I try. (coughs) Excuse me. And then she says, what is your secret? So I love she's saying secret here. And I have to tell you, Kayla, I learned a secret from Ernest Hemingway. It works for me most days. It doesn't work for me every day. But it's this. He said, as a writer, you should not judge. You should understand. As a writer, you should not judge. You should understand. So, Kayla, your your frustration comes through loud and clear in the use of your capital letters <laughs> when you said, no matter how hard I try. And I understand this. I understand this very well because there are plenty of days, Kayla, that I skip. And I think it's pretty healthy to do so. One of the reasons I'll skip writing is because I don't feel like I can treat writing friendly. Sometimes I don't feel like I can I can bear to see what I'm about to put down on the page. So I'll walk away. I'll do something else for a while. One of the things that is so hard for us writers is to not get judgmental that there's certain ways to write And we should see growth happening and we should be able to share our work because all good writers do. This is something I'm going to go over in my class because there there are so many myths I want to debunk. You don't have to write every day. What you might want to do is find a routine that suits you. So one thing you said is that you're trying so hard. I'm going to encourage you to not try so hard. I'm going to encourage you to relax just a little bit. I'm going to encourage you to think about the fact that there is a routine and a rhythm inside of you. But the more you think you've got to go at it every day and the more you come up against it not working the slower you will be to find your true routine. The the interesting part about writing is we all have something that works for us. And it might work for us for a season or a year or five. 
and then it won't work anymore. And we have to find a new way. As a young girl, if I had a secret, it was that I wrote late, late at night and well into the night. I just, I heard, I heard my own creative voice very freely and without judgment. I, I chose only to be expressive at that time. It wasn't, and maybe it was because I was so young that I didn't honestly feel any inclination to, uh, to have some ongoing babble with myself of, is this any good? I just wrote. I was just very free to write. I can even remember, Kayla, that, oh, I want to say well into my mid-20s when when I was tutoring writing at the college and and I, I was not yet through my graduate work, I would show up as early as I could to that job. And I would just flip open my notebook, sit down there, and, and just start pouring out writing in the morning. And one of the reasons for that was because it was the quietest place I knew to go. And I'm telling you, I was not a morning person, but I worked three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And that became a routine for my short stories. I wrote what was called short shorts. The idea was that you would finish uh, a short story, you would create a short story of about one to two at the most three pages. And my goal was to get to work, get there before everyone else was there, sit down at that big desk and just pour out a first draft. And I got to be pretty good at that. Because like Hemingway was saying, I was, I was really interested in understanding me. I wasn't really judging myself at that time. I was just going for it. And so those Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, they became a new routine. When I was younger and a teenager, it was the nighttime. And I think even even in graduate school, I continued to write late at night. But honestly, wherever you heard that you need to write every day, uh, you probably heard it from someone who finds rhythm, routine, satisfaction, and meets their goals by doing exactly that. If you're not finding that, I don't want you to do it. I want you to do what serves you, what truly serves you. And the only way you're going to find that out is by stop trying so hard to do what you've been told you must do and really think about what would delight you to do. Is there a time of day that works best for you? Is there a time in the week you would indulge in? Is there an environment maybe you'd like to go to? I really liked the workspace because it was so quiet. I live now uh, by the water, and I can't even tell you how great it is for me to be by water and to write. For others, it wouldn't make a bit of difference. For me, it does. So 
to to find the secret is to really explore your own rhythms, your own routines, and you're going to see that that is your secret, and you can brand it as your own. Kayla, thank you for your question. All of a sudden, I'm seeing I don't have that much time left, and I do have quite a few questions left. Um, Let's go to Tyler. Tyler is asking about writing uh, political pieces. He says, I wrote this political piece and posted it on social media and it got so many likes. Some friends have advised me to go forward and send it to the New Yorker. What are your thoughts about that? I have never published an article to date. Aha, well... Uh, good on your friends for saying they can see your work in (laughs) a highly notable publication, The New Yorker. Wow. Uh, I'd love to see that piece of writing. Since I don't know anything about what you wrote, I'm just going to give you some very general information about political writing. One is that you may have heard of Utney Magazine, U-T-N-E. Utney Magazine picks up pieces that have already been published elsewhere. And uh, it's not a bad place to be picked up, yeah. If you want that to happen, I mean, keep in mind, they've been around a long time and they are huge. Um... I think you don't necessarily want to start with something that's equally as huge like the New Yorker. Sometimes that's a very hard place to start. In in fact, usually it is. But you might want to think about a place like um, if your article leans a bit to the left, you, you might want to think about the New Republic. I believe they they take pieces from freelance writers and otherwise. So you could claim yourself in which either whichever boat suits you best. And I do believe that they are a seasonal, if not a monthly, publication. So starting with something like the New Republic and seeing the types of submissions they allow. I do know you don't have to have an agent. So that's one of the reasons I've picked them. You probably also know about Harper's Magazine. Again, they've been around for a very long time. They are monthly they, they like good writing, you know, high-quality writing. Good. They like high-quality writing. They will take new uh, new writers. And that, that's such a vague term. As I'm saying it here, I'm thinking, how do you define that? But what I, what I really want to encourage you to think about, Tyler, is that you have a following, You have a following on social media and you have encouragement to go forward. Why don't you also think about picking up the Writer's Market 2020? This is a big, thick, huge reference book. 
And it, it'll tell you all about places that you can send your book, your articles, your short stories, your poems, anything. Keep in mind, not every single publication works with them, but they might they might have an idea or two beyond what I've suggested that really resonates with your topic or your political bent. And that said, uh, I want to encourage you to send it out, but I also I also want to encourage you to show up for the audience you have. Sounds like people on social media know they can count on you for your writing. So while you seek out where you might send this piece, keep writing and keep posting on social media and keep entertaining and and creating thought-provoking content for the people that are already reading you. Because there's no better way to create a following than the places that are free and easy to find good writing. And you gotta you gotta know that when people are encouraging you to submit stuff, they're they're waiting for the next thing. So who do I have to thank here today? Tyler, Kayla, James, Danielle, and Annette's question that we snuck in during the last hour there. Um Thank you. And please always feel free to write to me, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. My name is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. I'm always happy to hear your questions. I'm here every Thursday to talk to you about writing and the stories we live by. So until next week, my friends, namaste. What's one of your favorite memories? Hmm, let's see. Well, there was this one time I went snorkeling in the Caribbean when I was a kid. It really just blew my mind. I mean, when you're sitting on the beach, it's so peaceful and you sort of forget there's a whole other world under there just full of all kinds of life. We saw the most beautiful corals. I remember thinking they were waving at us as they moved with the ocean. And then there were all these amazing fish. They kind of reminded me of tropical birds. They were so bright and colorful, just darting all over the place like birds in the sky. I'll never forget it. It completely changed the way I look at the ocean. Most of us have a memory of being in nature we'll never forget. Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.org.